what can you give freely? What can you give easily and enjoy actually giving it? What is your unique way of caring for people? One that doesn't deplete you. This is a curiosity of mine and it led to this podcast. I, I wanted to figure out you know, how we can let ourselves know that this is my way of caring. This is my unique way of being of service to you. Because people pleasers want to be everything to everyone. And we just can't. We're not an unending resource of help and care. (laughs) We're not Google. We're not YouTube. We don't, you know, have a search engine that somebody can just show up and be like, I need help with this. And you're like, okay, this is how you get it from me. No, we don't have all the answers or all the capabilities to do everything. So I would love for you to listen today if you'd like to get a new perspective on figuring out what your unique way of caring is. All right, let's get this thing going. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hello, friends. How are you? I would like to welcome you to your slightly congested podcast episode. (laughs) Working through a little something over here. So forgive me for being a little less energetic today. But, you know, I've wanted to do kind of shorter podcast episodes. And so this is a great reason to do that. (laughs) A great excuse to bring you a little more laser-focused episode today. And it's on finding our unique way of caring as a people pleaser instead of trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, You know, I want to say that I think at some point in our people pleaser journey, relationships start to kind of be a drag for us. And it's hard to admit that because we really do want to feel connected to people. We strive for that connection. But they do start to become taxing for us because they begin to look like another thing that's going to take our time and energy. And I think that's because we do try to be everything to everyone. And relationships are work for us. They are work for everybody. You know, you hear people say that relationships take work, they take energy. But for us, I think it kind of brings on an extra layer because for us, we're doing a bunch of stuff simultaneously in a relationship. We are always on alert, assessing what you need and figuring out how we can make it happen and trying like hell not to run you off. And so relationships really are work for us. Like they feel tenuous and conditional. And it's sad, but we, if even if we aren't aware of it, we kind of feel like relationships could crumble easily if we say no or if we bring on some kind of conflict. If we don't make you happy, 
you know, we're worried. So we're always working to try to keep their relationship upbeat or make you feel like um, you're seen and heard and important. And yeah, so that is why relationships are work for us. We also approach them like conflict is inevitable and always right around the corner. So because we're not really great at navigating conflict and we just sort of automatically say yes, right, to get out of any imaginary conflict, this makes relationships work. And by the way, the conflict we fear, like, from others, like, oh my god, this person is going to be upset with me, and I'm going to see that look on their face or hear that tone in their voice, it makes complete sense why we would have that fear of conflict, because most of us grew up with conflict, or at least a painful disconnection from the people that we needed to be securely connected to, aka our parents. So I realize not everyone, you know, had a critical shaming parent in their life or had someone that wasn't around very often that we were trying to get attention from. But still, you know, it kind of is a common fear for us people pleasers that we do not want anyone to be upset with us. And it is an old fear. I want you to know that it's a it's a young fear and therefore it's been around for a while and we kind of keep projecting it onto current situations and interactions with people and so that makes relationships feel a little bit more like work because we're not clearing up that old fear of somebody being upset with us and us not having any way of correcting it or speaking up for ourselves and we use that outdated template with people and we can end up just trying to be everything to everybody just to avoid that sting of judgment or rejection or criticism. So yeah, that led me to really wanting to talk about finding your unique way of caring so that you don't wear yourself out and relationships don't feel like work. So what kind of caring fits for you? Because I would really love for you to have a different take on relationships, honestly. One that really makes you feel like they're enjoyable. <laughs> so I don't know if, if you all have come across the five love languages, but there are five love languages according to this book. Those are great for guidance. But today I really want you to check in with yourself and ask without worrying about whether it fits into, you know, acts of service or words of affirmation. I just want you to ask yourself what you want to give and what you can give freely and easily. Okay, because the scattershot approach that we take to helping others is not working. It's wearing us out. And it's actually draining our actual natural ability to give to people to show up and be in relationship. And here's another little tidbit about us being kids. We, we really couldn't help the fact that as kids, we were confused about what would make our parents happy. You know, we just knew that we were going to try a lot of options. If we knew that our parent was stressed, like if you're sort of a feeler or empathetic or sensitive, you probably picked up on that vibe that your parent was feeling, <laughs> or you just knew the feeling that was coming off of them in waves. And you just tried to, you know, do the thing in the moment, be funny, be caring, be, 
you know, clean up something, show them a good grade that you made in school that day, or just shut up and disappear into the background. You probably tried it all. And I think that as pleasers, we get stuck in believing that whatever anyone needs when they're in a stressful place and we feel that energy coming off of them, whatever that person needs, we will figure it out and make it happen. And so because of that early programming, we just sort of learned to skip over what was uniquely ours to offer. And maybe we don't even really know what is uniquely ours to offer because we've just tried to be everything to everyone for so long. So here's a way I want to help you figure out what you want to offer. I want you to imagine that you're an apple farmer and apple grower (laughs) whichever one it is, okay? And you grow one kind of apple because that is what you do best. That's the seed that you have. That's the seed you've put into the ground and grown up into your orchard. You do not grow 40 different types of apples. That would make all the apples in your orchard suffer because you are trying to attend to the needs of too many different types of apples, okay? So, Now I want you to imagine that you're going to go to the farmer's market with your apples. And when the farmer's market asks you, hey, what is your booth going to sell? And you say, I am going to sell these kinds of apples. In other words, (laughs) these are my wares. This is what I am selling at my booth. Now within that one type of apple, you can do a lot of things. You can do applesauce, apple butter, apple pie, apple turnovers, whatever, right? But if you're walking around the farmer's market and you look at my booth and you're like, oh, I want honey or I want some kale, you're not going to find it at my booth. I'm not your girl, right? You can't get what you need at my farmer's market booth. I just can't help you to make a kale salad with a honey vinaigrette dressing. Like I can't help you do that. (laughs) And that is not a bad thing. It is reality. I know what I can give you and I know what I can't. I don't sell anything but apples. And within that, I sell the stuff related to the type of apple that I grow. Okay, I just wanna make this even clearer. If someone stops by your booth and they ask you for hoop earrings, you absolutely cannot even provide that, right? Like, and I bet you won't be sorry or feel bad that you cannot do that. That is not in your genre of wares to sell. That's not what's sitting out on your table. And my guess is you aren't interested in becoming a metalsmith to be able to match this person's needs and create these hoop earrings for them so that the next week when they come back, you have them ready. You're just not interested in that. You're interested in apples. That's why you've spent a lot of time with this particular type of apple and you offer what you offer. So when you know what you do and what you do best, that when you're asked to fill in the blank, (laughs) you will know whether that's something that you can do or not. So in this analogy, what I'm doing is I'm trying to help you break up this idea that we need to and that we're supposed to and that we should be a generalized helper. We don't need to be somebody that bakes the cupcakes for the school party 
walks the neighbor's dog when they're out of town, helps your sister-in-law move into a new house across the country. You know, if anyone needs anything, let's just say in your history, you've probably tried to be there for it. I want you to say no. (laughs) I want to say fooey, stop doing that. (laughs) Because if you aren't a cook and you hate dogs and you've got a bad back, then all these things that you're trying to do are going to tax the hell out of you and you aren't going to be helping someone from a resourced place. You are going to be trying to grow apples from grape seeds cannot happen, right? And let me just say this. Let me say these two sentences very slowly. Just because you want to help doesn't mean you can. And sometimes just because you can doesn't mean you want to. (laughs) Just because you want that person to have a good experience at the farmer's market and get those hoop earrings that they've been looking for doesn't mean you can provide that for them. And just because you can provide apple pies for somebody and they need 40 of them doesn't mean that you want to take on a huge offer like that, right? So remember, you are not an unending resource reservoir, okay? You will get depleted. You will burn out if you attempt to be all things to all people. So to help you begin to figure out what you want to sell at the farmer's market, I want you to do this little exercise to guide you. I want you to create your people pleaser resume. So this is a list of all the things that you've done. Okay, I want you to go back through that list. I want you to see what you liked doing, what filled you up when you were doing it, and then the things that you want to stop doing and why. And this is a starting point to begin just assessing what you want to offer others, what you can easily offer others, and what makes sense to you to offer others. Because you've got one booth at the farmer's market, friend. One. And can you just imagine what it would be like or what it will be like when you hone in on your unique way of caring? Like you will know immediately if it's something that you sell at your booth. For me, I've had on my people please a resume that I will cook you food, you know. So if you've got had surgery or you've had a baby or whatever, I used to be like, oh, I'll I'll bring you something to eat. Which by the way, I hate when people bring me food. Like I just have too many dietary issues. So like, I'm just like, oh shit, this person went through all the trouble to make this and I don't even know if I can eat it, right? But I used to want to do that for someone because food was supposed to be this like personal nourishing thing, right? But honestly, I tried once to make someone something and I stressed out about it so much. I feel like I probably infused that vegetarian broccoli rice dish thing that I created with so much anxiety that the poor person who ate it probably immediately had heart palpitations. So I'm not a cooker for you, right? Like I'll go get you your favorite takeout if you want food, but I'm not going to cook you something. So 
you got to know your wares, all right? You got to know what you're selling at the farmer's market. And I so want you to feel the feeling of somebody coming by your booth and asking you for kale or hoop earrings and you being so clear inside that that is not in your forte, that that is just not something that you do. I want you to feel that clarity oh my God, I want you to feel it in my bones. I want you to feel the relief of being able to be like, no, I don't do that. This is what I do. God, it's so liberating. So try out the people pleaser resume exercise, figure out what your unique way of caring is. Okay. All right. Peace out pleasers and take it easy. I'll see you next week. And uh, yeah, won't be so It won't be a stuffy podcast. We'll say it that way. All right. Later, Gators. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later. Later.